So the comment is about essentially um, having some clarity and continuity of practice and getting a little excited about that and also apprehensive that it might not last and what have I got to do? And, yeah. Yeah, it's a good point and I want to I wanna comment on this because last night I spoke about all the uh, challenging and difficult states of mind that we have to really encourage ourselves to, okay, take a look, let's, let's uh, see if we can observe these and uh, learn about them. And uh, the understanding is that as we uh, are mindfully aware of these unwholesome, unskillful, uh, defiled states of mind, they get weaker because one of their one of their um, condition, one of the conditions that gives rise to them is we're not we're not paying wise attention, and when we pay wise attention with mindfulness and awareness, then we kind of take away some of the fuel for their arising, and so they get weaker quite naturally. On the other hand, when there is a momentum to practice, and there's some ease in practice and there's some continuity and, and we begin to have some clarity and a little bit of seldness and there's continuity and it becomes a little bit less effortful, it feels a little more effortless and it's almost like mindfulness just tumbles forward into the next moment. It's not like we have to really <laughs> rouse it. It's easy to then say, ah, and just kind of coast along, thinking it's just going to stay like that. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do in that situation is actually recognize the wholesome qualities of mind that have arisen with that continuity. There's, there's continuity, that's its own reward, but then there's a clarity. It comes with a sense of confidence, it comes with a sense of effortlessness, it comes with a sense of 
clearly knowing, oh, this is, this is, this is good, this is clear and it's good, the practice is good, the objects are clear. And so there's clarity, continuity, a kind of a effortlessness, a confidence. You know, when it's going like that, you never think, am I doing this right? You know, I don't know about, I don't know if this works for me. You know, because there's no doubt. So those qualities of mind also need to be recognized. Recognized and observed because they're what's happening. It's the present moment's experience. So when we recognize these wholesome qualities of mind, they're a result of good practice, meaning good practice, meaning continuity of awareness. They come because of a, a certain continuity. And if we recognize them and observe them, feel into them, they get stronger. Because one of the causes and conditions for their arising is mindful awareness or wise attention. And so if we add, if we view them or if we recognize them with more wise attention, then they get stronger, more stable, more, more noticeable. If we don't notice them, then they just gradually fade away because one of their one of their causal conditions for arising is wise attention, mindful awareness. And when they arise, if we don't pay attention to them and we just kind of let our mindfulness just kind of go and we just kind of hang out there like, wow, cool. <laughs> then the fuel for these wholesome states of mind weakens and they dissolve, they disappear. So in every case, no matter what's happening, it is beneficial to recognize, relax, reframe, restrain, reframe, receive, realize. Even the wholesome states of mind, we want to recognize them. And the relaxing is, don't just indulge in them. If you just indulge in them and say, ah, cruise control, ooh, <laughs> you know, you kind of take your mind off the, you know, you take your eye off the ball and you just kind of like eh, wander into the ditch. So, and that's what, that's what you said happened, really. You know, you kind of got, wow, good. And then it was like, yeah, but what if it goes away? And then it kind of descended into the ditch of struggle and, you know, doubt and... And no matter how mindful you are, no matter how, how, how continuous and mindful you are, unwholesome states will eventually disappear, and so will wholesome states eventually disappear. Because they're impermanent. Not because you didn't do it right. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. So I, I woke up, I had a pretty bad dream, and I woke up already like anxious and just very with a lot of aversion. So my boss was great. You woke up with a bad dream and you're very anxious? Yeah, just a lot of aversion. Yeah. Like dream about work. Dream about work, oh yeah. Nightmare. <laughs> and so <laughs> at first I was like, oh, you know, kind of self pity and, and like, oh, I'm going to get out of this. But then I, I went outside and I said, and I did the relaxed part and breathing, and I felt myself stepping back and, you know, kind of similar to experience to, to what he just said. and felt like, oh, okay, I'm, 
separating myself a little bit and just kind of understanding what's going on and seeing So that was all good. And I had that same moment. Like, wow, this, this is working and great. So that we had breakfast and everything. And since then, I've been super tired. Like now I can't like barely stay awake. So this is like, did I just exhaust myself? Or <laughs> it's just been really hard now. And so now I'm trying to figure out what to do when I'm so tired. Like how to, you know, Okay, so this is this is an interesting uh, recounting of something that we all do. You know, we have an experience. I'm not going to get into the details of your, your experience. Happened to be a nightmare and you know anxiety and you know working with it and kind of seeing being with it. It eventually passed. You had breakfast and then now you're exhausted. And and we we inevitably think, what did I do wrong? Here I am exhausted, like, you know, and we try to figure out, now, why why am I exhausted? You know, it must have been the bad dream. Maybe it was because I had to make such an extraordinary effort to get a handle on the anxiety of the dream, and, and, and now I'm exhausted, so don't dream, you'll get tired, or don't, you know. <laughs> you know and, and the mind tries to figure out, how can I avoid this in the future? How can I prevent this from happening? <laughs> okay. So what is the defiled state of mind that's arising? Tiredness, uh, you know, laziness or, or, or just heaviness of mind or something that there's aversion to. I don't like this. I, I you know, I was doing so well. Now look. Right? Some aversion. Now what should you do? Recognize. Relax. Right? Restrain. Don't take a nap. <laughs> Reframe. Receive. Realize. Okay. But this is what what you what you acknowledged is what we have learned in our educational system is problem solving. I mean we we, we have been trained through education and in work, most of our employment is problem solving. It's like you see a situation that doesn't work, it causes suffering, it's not making money, it's doing, it's whatever, it's, it's a problem. And we look at it and we try to figure out what happened, how did we get there, what went wrong, so that we can fix it and hopefully it'll never happen again in the future. Problem solving. We do the same thing with our mind, so that when sleepiness arises or when you're when you end up in the ditch, thinking, "God, I was doing so well. Now I'm in the ditch of, you know, frustration and doubt and what happened." When that happens, when you notice you're trying to figure out and you're trying to explain and you're trying to figure, just recognize, "Oh, this is this is figuring out mind, right? This is figuring out mind. What you're trying to figure out really isn't important in this in this context." The question for us is, what's this experience? <coughs> is there awareness of it? What's my attitude towards it? Or what's my relationship with this experience? What happens to it as I observe it? Does it change? Does it get better? Does it get worse? Right? And then, just notice what goes on there. So, I can't answer your question, why you're, sli- why you're sleepy. I cannot. All I can tell you is, this is what is to be known now. This is what is you are to be aware of now. Thank you. It's helpful. Very helpful.
Now I'm going to just mention what, you know, last night I talked about all these uh, defilements as if they were clearly recognizable. Everybody knows what aversion is and da-da-da-da-da. But what is figuring out mind? Is that aversion? Is that attachment? Is that confusion? Or all three? <laughs> right? So it's like when we, when we can begin to recognize the different cognitive activities of the mind, the thinking about and trying to understand and you know, figuring out, rehearsing, uh, planning, uh, explaining, rationalizing, justifying, these are all also, they're cognitive, we, we notice them as thoughts and ways of thinking, but they're all also fueled by these defilements, attachment, aversion, and confusion of one sort or another. So begin to recognize not just the emotional manifestation of uh, the defilements, but also the cognitive manifestations of the defilements. It's never-ending, believe me. Well, actually, it is ending, but it's just slow. <laughs> So the question is, I was talking about not trying to figure things out or just noticing figuring things out, not to get so involved in it, but just notice that's the activity of mind. But then yesterday I was talking about, well, understanding the causes and conditions that give rise to different experiences. It sounds like I'm being paradoxical or counterintuitive or oxymoronic but, or all of those things. And that's the way it is. <laughs> but it's not that we're trying to figure out the causes and conditions of experiences, like figuring out. It's that if we observe carefully and closely what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, we will see what leads to one thing or another. We're not figuring it out. The mind will figure it out for you. You know, you don't have to... Because if we try to figure it out, we, we, we have a very biased view of things. But the mind sees things entirely in their, in their wholeness. I mean, I should say, the mind of awareness sees things in their wholeness. And it, it makes connections for you. It makes connections. It sees things. It, it comes to understand things just from observation. As I mentioned I don't know if it was a group or to last night. You know, sometimes, um, sometimes when we're here at this time of year, there are a lot of deer around, and sometimes we'll see them right outside. You know, just walking around. They're pretty not tame, but they're they're not very frightened. Or at other years, we've had raccoons that live down at the compost. So whenever you kind of come out to bring the compost out, or you walk down that way, there's the raccoons. They're just kind of doing their raccoonish things. Well, if you want to understand the nature of raccoon, well, you could go. You could go read anything you can find online. Check out Wikipedia. You know, go to raccoon experts. But you'd learn a lot more if you just watched them for a day. Just sit at the compost pile. 
you know, with a bucket full of compost. And just periodically toss it out there for him. Well, you would, you would, at the end of the day, you would know so much about the nature of raccoonism. Not because you figured it out, you just were observing. Same thing with this mind. We're just observing. We're just observing what's going on. Noticing, oh, figuring out, explaining, justifying, feeling these sensations, these environmental stimulations. Eventually, when you're saturated with all of the present moment experiences, you'll see, you'll understand what gives rise to different experiences. I make it sound so easy, huh? You also make it sound so fun. I had a thought yesterday. I was like, why isn't this more fun? It's like fun you say Well, you know, this is a kind of a smoke and mirrors show up here. <laughs> it, actually, it is fun. You know, once, once you get a certain momentum going, and you really recognize awareness, and, and it gets this kind of courage, then you, you, you look for problems to kind of be with. Or, accept, it's, it's, I should say, you willingly accept any challenge that the environment or your mind throw, tosses up to you. It's like, oh, here's some more suffering. Let's look at this. <laughs> you know, like that. I, I know it sounds like, it's so counterintuitive, but when, when the momentum of awareness is apparent, there's a lot of joy in the mind. And it doesn't matter what you're experiencing. It can be unpleasant. It can be frustrating. It can be oppressive. And there's joy in the mind to, to, to be with it because you know you're going to understand it. You know that there's some, some understanding coming. And there's at least interest. Really interest. Instead of the resistance and oh, self-pity and aversion. And then comes the attachment to the interest and the joy. Well, uh, that's exactly what uh, Luca was talking about. It's like, oh, this is this interest is so great, yeah. And then when it kind of falters a little bit, as it will, because it too is impermanent, then we think, ah, oh, I've lost it, I've blown it. Why'd this happen? Let me figure this out. <laughs> into the ditch. Rich. Dealing with drowsiness, mm. I find that I'm... Uh, Tending to stand up sooner to combat drowsiness. Yeah. Uh, is there a point at which that's unwholesome to to avoid dealing with drowsiness by standing? So the question is about drowsiness and standing as an antidote or addressing it kind of dramatically. And is that? Counterintuitive, or is it? Should it be counterindicated at some times? Yes. If it's real drowsiness, I mean, and it's just going under you, but for whatever reason, and it's really drowsiness, then standing up is fine. But if, as sometimes happens, the feeling of drowsiness is really due to the imbalance of concentration and tranquility and the lessening of the mental energy. The feeling is I'm sleeping and just kinda you're just kind of sinking into you know an unconscious state. And we call that sinking mind, where the concentration and tranquility is too much and the mental energy is too low. 
to stand up then, yeah, that takes more energy, but it would be, you'd learn something about how to practice if you recognize, oh, this is an imbalance. I need to raise the mental energy. And the way to do that is to, again, recognize the present moment's experience. The present moment's experience is calm, quiet, still, soft, subtle, pleasant. Yeah. (laughs) That's what happens. And so all of those states of mind have to be recognized. Calm, clear, quiet, soft, subtle, going under, enjoying this. Okay, well, just let me just keep noticing this. So that you're just gradually meant... Actually, you have to make the mind work. You have to make the mind work by noticing these qualities of what's going on. And that raises the mental energy to balance the amount of tranquility you have so you don't go, you don't go under. Does that sound right? Well, yes, and I would, uh, I would reply that it's very predictable it's out for breakfast. And I, my thinking is that my mental state, in any given set, uh, set is, you don't know what it's going to be. But since it's predictable after breakfast, it seems to me that it, it's more physiologic than mental. So the, the comment is it's, it often happens after breakfast and the, the guess or the, you know, the guess is that it may be more physiological than just a mental thing. Well, I would, if, since you know that it comes at this time of day, I would do a couple of things uh, during eating. I would make sure that I don't eat too much. After eating, I would make sure that I got some vigorous exercise. Mm-hmm. And when you come in to sit after eating the first time after sitting, and do a more active practice. Don't look for tranquility. Don't 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 just settle into this tranquil state because it's too close to. It takes a lot of energy to digest food. It takes a lot of energy to digest food. Of course, we get energy too, but during that period of time when you're digesting, you want to keep the mental energy. You know, and maybe noting would just help help address that. Yeah, standing up is okay too, but. Uh, there are times when you really want to work with recognizing the imbalance of concentration and, and energy. So thank you for your questions.